become misfortune. <laughs> I'm watching you. Hey guys, welcome to episode 5 of Macabre Misfortunes. Ooh, number 5. But Tracy, I said we were going to bounce around on these episodes. Some of them will be paranormal, some of them won't. This one has no paranormal in it. Okay. But it does have a haunted castle. Oh, that's cool. Well, I'd like to go see a haunted castle. Well, not this one you wouldn't. Oh. So today's story is a tragic story. One that could have easily been prevented. Oh, that's how it usually goes. Yes. So I'm just going to jump right in. In 1978, a haunted attraction known as the Haunted House was built and opened at Six Flags Great Adventure Amusement Park, and that's in Jackson Township, New Jersey. It had basically uh, a facade in the front of it that was built up to make it look like a haunted house, right? Yeah. But... Theoretically, it really was just a facade, because once you got past that, you got into the real setup, which was a total of 17 semi-truck trailers. And What? Well, they were they were stacked together, so you couldn't see that, obviously, because of the front made yeah. it look like you're walking in. But when you walked in, you were actually walking into a trailer, and there were uh, a total of 17 trailers. You had eight of them that were all connected on one side. And then there was another side that had eight, and they were identical. So the reason they were identical is if it was really busy, they would let people in, you know, in both of them. Right. And then that way you didn't really... Miss anything. Yeah, well, it wouldn't so much as that. It's just more people could come through. So they basically had two of the same attractions just next to each other. That's crazy whoever thought of that. And then there was one trailer in the middle of both of those mm-hmm. that was like a control room. All right, so... That's how that works. So you had eight semi-trailers that were all connected together. Now, most of you have probably been into some type of a haunted attraction to where it's dark, there's strobe lights, there's plywood walls put up, which is what they did. So they, inside this trailer, they uh, these trailers, they, they opened them up. They were connected so you could just walk from one to the other to the other. But, of course, they had it set up like a maze inside with plywood walls. With padding, so you're constantly bumping in the wall, and yeah. it's dark, and you're trying to feel your way around. And of course, you've got mannequins in there, and you've got strobe lights and other special effects, and spider webs hanging, you name it. So they didn't have, like, actors? No, they didn't all. have some actors, oh, not okay. very many. They had some stuff that was designed to pop out at you, and then they had some real actors in there at the same time. Initially, when this thing opened up, it was supposed to just be a nighttime attraction, but it was so popular that the park started opening it as soon as the park opened. Oh. So it was going day and night. They didn't think it was there would be that much interest in a haunted house during the day, but there was. I'm not really sure why, if it was so popular, but when the season was over, they disassembled the attraction and they sent it to Six Flags over Mid-America in St. Louis. Which is, I think now it's just called Six Flags Over St. Louis. Okay. But this was back in 79. 
It opened there from 1979 and stayed there until 1982. Then it was shipped back to the original Six Flags in New Jersey. And uh, so the 1983 season is when it started there. Now at this point, a new facade was built with fake turrets and towers. It had the look of a medieval castle and the attraction was renamed the Haunted Castle. Everything else was basically the same. They might have changed a little bit of stuff on the inside, but it's still the eight trailers with the control room and another eight trailers. Visitors would enter the castle and they would feel their way along a 450-foot path of dimly lit corridor, occasionally being scared by actors, dressed as vampires, mummies, and other type creatures, as Mm -hmm. you would expect in a haunted house. Now, there were plenty of eerie props such as coffins, mannequins, skeletons, and spider webs. On May 11, 1984, tragedy struck. 29 people were in one side of the haunted castle when a fire started. So let's think about how terrifying this would be if you're inside. You have a fire in basically a very dark maze that is designed to be difficult to get out of. Oh, Jesus. What could make the situation worse? How about the fact that almost everything in the castle... Everything that was constructed with was completely flammable. Oh, man. The interior was built with plywood walls, ceilings with wooded studs for support. On the walls were foam rubber, tar paper, and various fabrics and plastics. The fire began at 6.35 p.m. And it was quickly fanned by the air condition. And the fire spread quickly, mainly because of the flammable material that was inside of it. Firefighters from 11 different surrounding counties came to fight the fire, and they said that they had it under control by 7.45. So about an hour and 10 minutes after the fire started, it was completely under control. This is surprising to me, but the park actually remained open during the time that the fire was being fought, Though it did shortly close or close shortly after. But I mean you got firefighters and stuff coming in to fight this blaze. So none of the people got out? No, I'm mean, I didn't say that. Oh. We hadn't got that part yet. Oh. At the time of the fire, only half of the attraction, uh the eight trailers, was open, so the other side wouldn't, which was lucky, I guess. Twenty one people emerged from the attraction. Seven of those had to be treated for smoke inhalation. It was initially thought that everyone had made it out of the attraction. Firefighters would soon realize, though, that tragically, that was not the case. As they were sifting through the the rubble and the attraction, they found the bodies of eight victims in the exact same section of the castle. The firefighters at first thought that the bodies were mannequins because they were burned beyond recognition. (gasps) Oh... The eight visitors were all teenagers. They were part of a group of nine that all entered the castle at the exact same time. One of the group made it out. Oh my gosh, that's so heartbreaking. It was determined that they all died from smoke inhalation and carbon monoxide poisoning. So if there's any, I guess, any positive to be taken. They They died before they... They died before the fire got to them. In the beginning stages of the fire, one visitor noticed some flames, but initially thought that it was part of the special effects. But then she smelled smoke, 
and she yelled fire to her group and the small group she was with, they went back towards the entrance. And I don't think they had made it in too far, so it was a little easier for them to get out. They said they were bumping in the walls as they as they went, trying to get through, because obviously you can't see. Yeah. Later, a 13-year-old visitor, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this in detail, said that he saw an, an older teen using a lighter to help navigate through the maze. And the lighter got too close to a piece of pad, padding that was hanging from the wall. So it's like this, some of this padding was ripped up and stuff, which was a problem to begin with. So it was kind of hanging down. And that's how the fire started. Uh, but as we're going to get into, that teen was never ID'd. They found him, but it was never ID'd um, to the public as to what his name was, obviously because he was a minor. So during the investigation, it was determined that the park was at fault because of numerous safety violations. A state panel investigator said that the regulatory system had failed at almost every level and that the Haunted Castle had been in violation of 12 state fire codes. And when they say that the regulatory system had failed at all levels, they're talking about everything from the park's safety, from the management there, to the fire inspectors uh, of the, the, the township, uh, from, you know, state you know, laws, everything that could have, should have been monitored and corrected never was. And there was a lot of different people that could have been blamed for that. The state's uniform construction code required to uh, install fire detectors and several common safety features before the castle was supposed to open. Okay. But the local volunteer fire department said that that didn't apply because the attraction was listed as quote-unquote, a temporary structure, even though it had been open for five years already. That makes absolutely no sense. Well, the reason they listed as temporary is because all the trailers were still on wheels. So... Okay, I, I understand that, but they did that prevent something horrible to happen just like it did? No, bingo. And, and see, once again, that's where they were talking about that it failed on so many different levels because... You know, just like you said, so what? They didn't have any intention on moving that thing anytime soon. I mean, now, it hadn't been there for five years on that location, because you remember it was there, and then it went to mm -hmm. Six Flags for a couple of years, went back. But still, it was never a permanent structure. Now, there were talks at one time about making it a permanent structure, but they just never did. I guess they figured, well, I mean, this is working. Why, why spend the extra money? But anyway, that, that was part of it. And eight days... After the fire, that's when the 13-year-old we talked about, he came about uh, because he had heard on the radio police were looking for witnesses. So he came forward. And what he told them is, is that he befriended a 14-year-old at the entrance before they ever went in. And he said that the 14-year-old the, the said he knew the castle really well, and he offered to guide the 13-year-old through it. So he's like, okay, cool, I'll stick with you. He said the older teen used the lighter, in a section of the castle where the strobe light was malfunctioning. He eventually bumped into uh, the wall, and the lighter ignited the foam rubber pad that was not attached to the wall. It had, was coming down. Another one of those well, yeah. things that should have been fixed. Because even if it wouldn't for a lighter, pieces of the wall don't Could've need to be coming down. Well, no, they don't. 
So he bumps into it, starts to fire. Now, the prosecution exonerated the 14-year-old. And like we said, he was never ID'd. He was never charged with anything. And so we never really knew who he was. On September 14th of 1984, a grand jury indicted Six Flags Great Adventure Park and its parent company, Six Flags, on a charge of aggravated manslaughter for recklessly causing a death under circumstances manifesting extreme indifference in human life. Basically saying, you just didn't take care of your stuff. And because you were careless, people died. The indictment also listed two different, uh, charged two different park employees. One was uh, the general manager of the park and his predecessor, who was, I don't even think was with the company anymore, with manslaughter for reckless conduct and ignoring repeated warnings of safety violations. Because obviously the general manager was in charge right then, but it was operating that way under the previous general manager who yep. should have fixed it himself. You, but you would think that if they had been warned so many times that these people would keep coming back and like, look, we're shutting you down today if you don't get these things fixed. Well, not only that, Tracy, the park had ignored its own safety advisors who'd said all these things need to be done. In the end, the park claimed it was arson. So they, they shouldn't be at fault because the kid, you know, it's already been verified, a kid lit it. But after an eight-week trial... And 13 hours of deliberation, the Six Flags, the two Six Flags companies were found not guilty. You are kidding me. The jury blamed Jackson Township, the, the town where the park was. James blamed their officials for repeatedly allowing the castle to exploit flaws in the fire code. The township officials told Six Flags that they didn't need sprinklers or permits. If they had enforced those and said, like you said, this is not a temporary structure, doesn't matter that it's on wheels, just as much can happen mm-hmm. with it on wheels as it could if it was a solid yeah. feature, that it needed to go by the same rules. Had they done that, this may not have happened. Now, other things that they found were that some of the exit lights weren't working on doors, so even in the dark, you couldn't see it. You know... There were two people reported that earlier that day, there were two exit doors that were chained lock. <gasps> what? Yeah. The two exit doors had locks and chains on them. Oh, my So God. they couldn't have been open. The, uh, the two general managers, they escaped any kind of jail time by entering a, uh, a plea, basically. They joined a, a pretrial intervention program. And they were allowed to perform community service. So they didn't get any kind of jail time either. Now, the families of the four uh, four of the victims, they filed civil lawsuits against Bailey Manufacturing, the owner of Six Flags, Six Flags, Flags um, Great Adventure, the, the people who built the castle, and a few other companies. Seven of the eight families later settled out of court for $2.5 million each. The eighth family, who didn't join the uh, the lawsuit, they decided they wanted to go to trial, and they was only awarded seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars. They should have stuck with the yeah. They should have. The um. Here's a positive. Please. Most haunted attractions across the U.S. closed down 
and they improved the fire safety protocol in all of those places. Thank God. I mean, some of the things now that are set up that weren't set up at that time is if there is a fire, and this is something that could have been set up back then and wasn't. It was available. If there's a fire and the alarm goes off, then all of the special effects automatically cut off. So you don't have these eerie sounds and stuff. So people think it's part of it. All that stuff would cut off automatically and lights would come on throughout the whole place. So you would have full lighting and that's stuff that now most of these haunted attractions, if not all haunted attractions, well, they should have. And it was all because of this oh, incident wow. that happened back in 1984. But you know, can you imagine how that 14 year old feels? Oh, yeah. I mean, in his head, he knows he's the one who started that fire. And people say that that it was not, this is part of the problem. It's not, it was not uncommon for people to use lighters or matches to help see their way through. So if, and they, and they, the park was aware of this. So if they were aware that there are people coming through with lighters and matches, you would think they would say, we need to make sure we don't have hanging pieces or you know, some of the stuff you can't help. If it's like spider webs and stuff, yeah. that's part of the deal. You can't really help that. But there were things that they could have helped and they didn't. Yeah. And, it, and it's sad that it took, you know. Yeah, it is very sad. And I just feel sorry for that kid because, you know, his mind's probably so screwed up. And no, that attraction no longer exists. Thank God. So. Good. But that's some, really sad. But the pictures of it, of just the trailers, there's nothing left. I mean, it's just trailers with roofs burned out. And, I mean, there's nothing left. You would never know. That there was anything inside it. It's just, it's just a mess. So, <sighs> That's heartbreaking. Well, here's more heartbreaking stuff. Crap. Our morbid fact of the week. Did you know that during World War II, Japan dropped bombs on China that were filled with fleas infected with the bubonic? <gasps> what in the hell? I've never heard of such a thing. Yeah, so these bombs had were just, I mean, it was nothing but fleas you know, that was infected with the bubonic, bubonic plague. And it caused all kinds of people in China to get the plague, and it spread crazy. That is sick. How they know they had the fleas? I mean, how they know they had the plague? They infected them Oh, themselves. they infected themselves. Yeah. Oh, my god! Yeah, they took regular fleas and infected them with bubonic plague. I don't know how they did it because you can't like give a flea a shot. I don't know if it was done with some kind of gas or what the deal was, but yeah. How come I just didn't kill the mosquitoes? I don't know. Man, there were some shady ass people. That's awful. Ugh. Anyways, that's your episode for this week, guys. I hope you liked that. That was crazy. So. Anyways, that's going to be some of the types episodes. Trust me, I've got more. We had somebody in in the group. Asking about Action Park at one time. And that place is full of disasters and people, unfortunately, killed on rides and maimed. And, and eventually, I don't want to do it like back to back since we just did one. But eventually, I'll do one on Action Park since we've actually had people I just ask about it. I saw on my phone that some child died on one of the amusement park rides. Oh, it's horrible. I mean, there there have been so many amusement park disasters I mean, you had the kid that unfortunately was decapitated when he tried to get his cap. I think that was in, was that Kings Island, maybe? Uh, I think it was. I think, and then the one at uh, Kentucky Kingdom with the foot. You had, the yeah, the young lady that lost her legs at Kentucky Kingdom. You've had, um, you had that one ride 
it was a water at a water park and it was a straight down drop and it, and then it went straight into a hill and the raft went airborne <gasps> and went off and he hit his head and died um when he hit part of the structure went off the other people that was in his raft made it but his dad was like a uh, senator or something. He was in Congress. And, yeah, but he didn't make it. And he was like five or six years old, I think, uh, maybe. But, yeah, there, yeah I, mean, I don't so like those. many different. I don't. I used to love those disasters. things when I was a kid, but I just can't do it no more. It's too scary. Because yeah. basically, you have to rely on other people to make sure they put the dang rides together, right? Yep. And do what they're supposed to do, just like you just told that story. So I, well, I can't. Like that one roller coaster, I'm trying to think of the name of it. It's still open today, the roller coaster is. But when it originally opened, and it wasn't that long ago, I think it's like maybe 20 years ago, they were hearing a noise and they couldn't figure it out, so they shut the ride down. Mm -hmm. And then they they eventually opened it back up. And it turns out that one of the, the wheels was coming loose. That's what the noise was. But oh, they never the, could figure it out. The thing on, they were riding on, in? Yeah, on the cart. And it ended up falling and the whole the thing lost it and people got killed. And then you you had the another roller coaster to where it wasn't acting right. And it had all these different loops and stuff. So they sent a car out, a practice car, and it didn't make it around the, the loop. But for some reason they had miscounted the cars and they thought there was like five cars out. Well there was actually six. And they had added another one so when they did a count, it was like, oh, okay, all the cars are here. But they, the other car was still stuck out there on the rail. So they <gasps> reopened the ride. and With the thing still on the yeah, rail? Like, so, how could so, they not see that? Well, they weren't looking. They were just counting and seeing. Because, I mean, they, they didn't look to see it. They thought oh, it came back. Gosh. So when they sent this other car out, it ended up crashing straight into the other car at the loop. And, yeah, it's crazy. And, I mean, and in that one, they had to get, like, scaffolding built to get to people. And they had like major, there had to be, there was like two or three people that had uh, legs amputated because of damage and it took so long to get to them. And I mean, it's crazy. Like I said, there's so many and I know I don't have a ton of details as to what, well, I just that's know That's enough the stories, gory details. Don't y'all be riding no rides. I'm just saying, I don't remember the, which, which roller coaster or park yeah. all these things went to. Uh, just go ride the carousel. That's pretty safe. <laughs> if you fall, you don't have far to go. Uh, eat you some daggone cotton candy and chicken on a stick. And you'll be good to go. All right, guys. We love you. Thank you. And I uh, hope you guys are enjoying these episodes that aren't necessarily paranormal, but they're tragedy. Ugh. Bye.